anything that you find yourself doing that doesn't really light you up necessarily or that you feel like is being done on the back end of your business, a VA can definitely come in and help support. You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. Welcome back, listener, to another episode of the Small Minded Podcast. I am so excited for our guest today. I am joined by my friend Megan Knapp, who is also part of the Molly Knuth Media team. If you are a new listener here, Molly Knuth Media is my day job, where we help small businesses in small towns just work better. And Megan is a new addition to the team with her virtual assistant offer. In a lot of small towns, this is a really new concept, but the basis of it is not new. So in a lot of small town businesses, you have somebody who's started a business because they're doing something they love or they see a need in the community or they're really talented or educated in a specific industry. And once they start their own business, they're doing the actual work or selling the actual product or manufacturing something and they're doing sales calls and they are marketing and they are running the books and the payroll and managing and monitoring scheduling and all the things, right? At some point of a business's lifespan, you realize you need to get some help. And a lot of times in the past, that has resulted in a full-time or part-time administrative assistant or secretary. In today's modern times, with the advent of the internet and all the things that have resulted from that, you no longer need to have an in-house administrative assistant on the payroll. What you have are these new offerings called virtual assistants. And what these assistants can do are all of the things that an actual in-house administrative assistant can do. Taking calls, answering emails, monitoring inventory, ordering supplies, checking the books, categorizing the books, running payroll, social media. You can have them doing pretty much anything, even if it's just organizing and filing. But the advantage of having a virtual assistant is that this can be done remotely. They are not on your payroll. They are not needing a desk or office space in your physical location, and you can hire these virtual assistants on a very part-time or limited basis by project or a few hours a week. So Megan is coming in to tell us a little bit about what a virtual assistant can do and how they can help your small town business, but she also is really unique in that she has lived in a larger community and then moved to a small town, and just this year she decided to transition from being a full-time educator and elementary teacher into a virtual assistant. And so for so many reasons, Megan is just a very like informative, fun guest today. And I hope you love today's episode. I am here with my friend, Megan Knapp. She is here today to tell us all about virtual assistants, which I think is something every small town business owner needs to have, but it hasn't like really taken off yet in a lot of these small communities because they just aren't sure what it is. So Megan graciously agreed to come in today and tell us a little bit more about what virtual assistants are and how they can help small town, small business owners. So thank you so much for being here, Megan, and welcome. 
Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, and also, this is our first like small-minded podcast in-person interview. So we are like so excited to be sitting next to each other, talking into the mic. It's super fun. I'm so happy. <laughs> this is really exciting. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm going to have Megan take it from here and tell us a little bit more about who she is, what her journey has been, and how she ended up being a virtual assistant. Yeah, so starting way back from the beginning, I grew up in Iowa City, and I was constantly around kids. I babysat from the time I was little. I'm the second oldest of 25 cousins, always around kids. So I knew teaching was definitely in my future. So when I graduated, I went straight to UNI, and I attained um, a special ed minor and then an elementary education bachelor's degree. And then at that time, when I was ready for student teaching, my parents had actually moved to Cascade. So I was able to student teach at Cascade Elementary, which was awesome. And then if you fast forward about seven years, um, I was teaching in Dubuque at that time. I have had one little boy. And then we were amidst a pandemic. And so we were staying home. My husband was working from home. I was working from home. And my son Briggs was home from daycare. And we loved it. We spent every minute together. We would go outside and play. Our mornings were no longer rushed. Our evenings, we, I felt like we spent more time together. We played games. We did puzzles. And that just kind of got me thinking about how I had a lot more control over my schedule at that time. So then I went back to school in person in the fall, and it just wasn't the same. I had to leave my son for about 11 hours a day. My husband Andy's business at that time was picking up because everything was pretty slow during the pandemic. And I just knew that I wanted to be local. I wanted to be home. And so come November, um, I had reached out to Molly and was just kind of seeing, you know, what's out there? What's out there for me to either work from home, what's available locally, anything like that. And she had said she was wanting to start this VA service. And so I jumped right away um, and was so excited to join her in that journey. Algorithms, updates, and events. Oh my. If you have a hard time keeping tabs on all the things social media, or all of the new aspects of running your business online, you're not alone. So many small business owners get into small business ownership and entrepreneurship because they have these great ideas and these visions and they have this drive to help their small town. But what comes along with that are a lot of other things you don't always anticipate, like the marketing, like the online bookkeeping, things like that. But thankfully, this summer at Molly Knuth Media Online, we are offering our weekly MKM Live series. That's right. The MKM Lives that we used to do years and years ago are back. So each week, you can show up on Tuesdays over on Facebook and on Instagram at Molly Knuth Media for a weekly recap of topics you need to know if you own and operate a small business. We're going to cover topics like Facebook 101, Photography 101, Writing Captions, and even more than that. So if you're not already, head over to at Molly Knuth Media on Facebook or Instagram. Check out our events tab so you can see which topics are coming up. RSVP so you don't miss a minute. And I'll catch you this summer in our Molly Knuth Media lives. There are so many things 
I want to follow up on that with. So I really do love that you touched on the pandemic and how that shifted the way you thought about work, life, all the things. Because I think for a lot of people, obviously the pandemic and COVID had major downsides and a lot of people suffered. But I do think that there's a segment of the population like you talked about and like me to an extent too, like it gave me the gift of time. And I was able to step away from work and like just enjoy being with my kids in a way that I wasn't before that. And in all truth, I am not right now because things are back to normal. Like we've assumed the regular pace of life. But I loved those like afternoons, we'd just go for a walk in the pasture and we would play in the creek and the kids loved it. We were doing science experiments and puzzles. And I think it was like a real gut check. Like, is this how I want to be spending my time? And I think it was really cool that you took that time to think about, okay, is this teaching something I want to do always? So I'm glad you shared that with us. The other thing I want to check in on is like, I had a similar journey to you as far as like being a teacher for a while and then having another gut check moment where it's like, teaching is like a lot of time, right? (laughs) So much time. And I know that there's always like people who are like, well, they get the summers off and they're out of school at three. And I am the first person to say, um, no, (laughs) because I know that when I was teaching, I was in the classroom at 730 and I didn't leave till 530 because when you're teaching during the day, that doesn't give you time to lesson plan or to grade papers and things like that. And I think that was something that, like you said, when I knew that I was expecting our third baby, it was like, okay do I want to be spending this much time away from my children? Do I want my daycare providers, however awesome they are, to be raising my kids essentially? And for me, that was a no. And I think that having virtual opportunities where you can still like provide for your family while having time with your family is something that we have really been gifted in this day and age. Yeah, I would, I would totally agree with that. There, there were definitely times where... I mean, yeah, it was five o'clock at night and Andy and Briggs were home going on a walk or he took him to the park. And I was always so jealous that I wasn't there, that I wasn't able to capitalize on those experiences with him. And the pandemic really changed that, I think, because I was able to be there and I saw how much fun it was and how kids change so much. I mean, we just day to day. That for me was something I did not want to miss out on. And something else I noticed, and I think a lot of listeners can probably relate to this, like when you're working, whether it's teaching in a classroom or you're working in an office, like there can be days where you will just be so zoned in on what you're doing and you look up and you're like, it's one o'clock. I haven't looked out the window. I haven't walked outside this room in three hours. And there was like just this one memory when I was going back and forth. And I'm sure you had a lot of like, wrestling with yourself like is this something I really want to do but when I was at that point I remember I had to get out of school midday to take my kids to the doctor or something and I was driving down main street at like noon and I was like this is what the sun looks like in the middle of the day because like my classroom I couldn't tell and so I was like this feels so awesome to just be like busted out it was great but I'm just like there are just things that you don't get to experience when you're like caught up in the day-to-day work of teaching or showing up to your office job or whatever it may be. But there are definitely things that make you say, huh. (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. 
The one thing for me, and it sounds so silly, was the amount of moms that could pick up their kids and drop off their kids from school. And that this year, more than ever, just totally struck me. I don't know what it was, but it was like, I want to do that. I want to be the first person that my son talks to about his day and how things went and what they did in school and what he learned. And yeah, that was my big aha. It was like, I want to do what I can to make that happen. Okay, so let's transition into more of like, what is it that a virtual assistant does? And I know that this can be different depending on who the virtual assistant is and what they specialize in. But do you want to give an overview of what a virtual assistant does and maybe then talk to how you help small business owners with what they do? Yeah, absolutely. So a virtual assistant can really be many things. The first thing is they're remote. So you don't have to put them on payroll. You don't have to make an office space for them. They work from either their house or a location close to them. Another thing they do, they can help with a variety of tasks. So I know some VAs like to get into the social media realm. Some help with email marketing. Some help with certain Facebook ads, um, bookkeeping, Google Calendar management, email management, um, having automated replies sent, or just typical any kind of organization needs that they have, whether it be, you know, Google organization, documents on their computer, documents anywhere really, any programs that they use that are accessible through the internet, we, we can definitely help them with. And I am the first person to like sign on for Megan's services because we just had this conversation before we started recording, but I am of the personality type where I can put out content and I can make stuff and I can just like go, go, go. But then I don't take the time to organize. (laughs) And we were just laughing because we're like, there's two kinds of people in the world. One has zero emails in their inbox and the other has like 15,000. And I think Megan almost had a heart attack when I said I have 12,000 unread emails. But that's just the kind of person I am. <laughs> like, I don't slow down to organize. But there are definitely people with gifts like Megan who are great with organizing. And I think there are so many small business owners out there who are probably similar, where you're just caught up in your day-to-day of your job, whether that is in a service profession or maybe that you're like showing up and you're fixing the plumbing or you're doing the electrical, but then you have to go back and actually do your billing and your invoicing and your inventory and your ordering. And all of that takes time outside of your typical workday. And that's where a virtual assistant can come in and help a small town business owner, correct? Yeah, definitely. All of that stuff that can take away from your own time with your family, or especially if you are a service-based business, you don't want to have to go out all day and perform your services or give your services to others and then have to come home and have how much paperwork ahead of you. So a VA can definitely step in and help in that capacity as well. And I know that there are so many people who've started small businesses because maybe they have just like a really great skill or talent, or maybe they have a need in their community that they feel like they can fulfill. And so when you're jumping into that role of starting your business, you take on all the hats and it's super exciting. And you're like, I am going to do the service. I am going to sell the product. I'm going to do the bookkeeping and the marketing, and I'm going to get all those leads for the new jobs. But then at some point you realize, oh man. This is a lot of stuff to hold on to and to keep in line in a timely fashion. And so I think that for any small business owner who is new, they probably try to do all the things. But at some point, there's a moment of realization that I can't manage all of this successfully. And so whether that's 
bringing in somebody to help you full-time or part-time, which is, I think, like more traditional approach that has been done in the past. And I think now this virtual assistant option is relatively new and realizing that with all of the things that the internet affords us, one of those things can be having people help you with these tasks that take time away from your family, but they don't have to be full-time. They don't have to be in your space. They can help you in so many ways remotely and on like maybe an hourly basis or a package basis, correct? Yeah. It's kind of whatever your business needs. It's very customizable. It's not a one-size-fits-all kind of deal. Um, it's whatever, whatever the client is needing. So if you just need help with email management, that's fine. We can work something out on either an hourly basis or if you're needing help with a ton of things, we have a package that we offer as well that we can discuss during our discovery call. Ooh, tell me about this discovery call. Can you like kind of talk to that process and what that is? Yeah, so I personally like to um, just talk with clients, see what their needs are, see if we'd be a good fit to work together, get to know the client, get to know your business, and just kind of see what you're needing, how I can best support you, and what would be the best fit for you. So we go over all of that on a discovery call. They're normally about 30 minutes, um, and it's all done over Zoom. We're opening things back up now, so I'm hopeful that we'll be able to start some meetings in person. But so far, they've all been done on Zoom, and it works really well. It's a good chance to get to know me, what I offer, talk about some of the services that I feel really strong in and can help your business with, and then it's a good chance for me to get to know you and your needs as well. I love that. I love how we can talk to like just supporting small town business owners because I know that like the people in a small town are what make it a great place to live. And so many of these people who are in small towns, well, I guess maybe it's unique to this town. I don't really know. But there's a lot of people who are, are entrepreneurial minded that have started their own businesses. And I just really feel like there are so many ways these business owners could use support. And this is one way to do it. So with that in mind, I do want to transition like more towards like, because we're all about small towns here. Um, I do want to hear your perspective too about how like you grew up in a larger community. So for those of you who aren't familiar, Iowa City is a larger town in Iowa. It is the location of the University of Iowa. So I think the population like in the summertime is like 30,000. And then that doubles when school's in session. But it is definitely like a very like city atmosphere. There's like foot traffic. There's a whole bunch of like cool cultural things taking place. And I'm interested to hear like, because you were in your college years when your family moved to the small town, correct? Yes, I was. Can you tell us a little bit about like, how was that transition? What were some of those culture shocks you experienced and whether good or bad? And tell us a little bit about like, what are the advantages or disadvantages to small town life? Yeah, so I, like Molly said, grew up in Iowa City. And I honestly always despised it. I did not. The big city life is definitely not for me. I grew up coming to my grandparents' farm, um, which is located in Bernard, which is just about 10 minutes away from Cascade. And I grew up, once I got my license, I was up here every weekend. I had cousins that were my age that were close by, and we would just do everything together up here. Um, I also have one of my aunts is fairly close in age to me, and so when she started having kids, I made sure to make myself available more up here to watch them, going back to my love of kids, um, watch them grow up and be involved in their life experiences. 
So I was always very fond of Cascade. And then fast forward to, I was about ready to student teach. I have a younger sister who was in college at the University of Iowa. And then I also have a younger brother, and he was a sophomore in high school. And he is very much like me. He loved the small town. He had cousins in Cascade. He was up here all the time. He'd play baseball on their teams up here in Cascade. And so he asked my parents on a whim if they would move up here, and they both agreed. So they commuted for about three years to Iowa City. They kept their jobs. And I was ecstatic. I, I was so excited to be in Cascade. So there wasn't really a ton of culture shock. It's definitely, I mean, you get the small town feel the minute you come into Cascade. I mean, people, people know you, they ask questions, they want to get to know you, they want to know what's going on in your life. I mean, you can't pull up to a gas station and get gas without seeing someone you know. And that was so different than what I experienced in Iowa City. Um, I can vividly remember sitting at my high school graduation and there were people walking across the stage that I had absolutely no idea who they were. And I just knew I didn't want that for my life and my future kids' life at that point. It was a great move. I love small towns. I will, I'm one of those that'll never leave. I'm here for life. I love that. And there are like so many connections between my family and yours, which is like, signature of a small town but like I know that your dad and my parents like they were all in high school at the same time they hung out at your grandparents farm and like I taught your brother when he was a sophomore at Cascade High School he was in my English class and he was a great student I can't say anything bad about Mitch <laughs> so there's just like so many of these like interconnected relationships in a small town which can be so great and like you said you see people everywhere they want to strike up conversation but was there a part of it when you decided, because I know like when there's major life decisions, like you had this year deciding to leave teaching and pursue your own career with virtual assisting, did being in a small town make that decision easier or harder? Or are you indifferent at this point? I would say it almost made it easier in the sense, just the sense of community. I knew that, um, you know, in talking to my friends, which a lot are teachers, there was just so much support behind that. And they share a lot of the same values I do. So family is very important to them. I think that's huge in small towns. Not only family, but friends and valuing and fostering those relationships. And I think any way that you can do that and have that support, I think is key. And that may be something that you don't get in a bigger town just because people aren't as, I feel like, interconnected as they are in a small town. That's really a great point to make. Like, you know that you know everybody. And so you have that, like, support system and that safety net almost. And so, like you said, a lot of people have the same values. And when you're in the larger community, it can be easier to just, like, keep your head down, keep to yourself your small circle of people. And maybe you don't have as much of that support system. Very interesting. That was just a question to satisfy my own curiosity. <laughs> so I know we talked about this a little bit, but are there any things that really stick out to you about like raising a family in a small town and some of the benefits that that affords to you raising young kids? Yeah, I, you know, just taking my son anywhere and being able, I'll give an example. The other night we went to the river park which is an awesome park here in Cascade. And it's my favorite in the summer because it's one of the only ones that's shaded. So we took him there and there were a couple kids there. I wouldn't say a ton, 
And they came right up to him. They knew his name. They were in his class at daycare. And there was an older uh, kiddo there, too. And he, you know, was asking his younger sibling who that was. And they were just able to go off and play together. And I don't know, again, in a bigger town that you would get that because there's how many daycares, there's how many different schools. And it's just, again, it just brings it back to that sense of community. And it's just such a fulfilling and warm place to raise kids and know that it's just fun to watch them come into that part of their life where they can go off and play with kids and just know that they're being supported and just knowing that they can connect with people within their own town. And one of the things I love, like to go off of your like being at the park, finding friends too, I like the fact that I can like kind of step back and let them have that playtime and I don't have to worry as much about safety or like where are they going to run to? Because basically like I can see where they're going and you can, I mean, you recognize a lot of the faces and you can like, you just have an element of trust in small towns that I think are maybe absent at times in larger communities. And I think that is a great atmosphere to have children come up in. Yeah, I would absolutely agree. The trust and just, again, the connection between everybody that you encounter is something that you just can't get in bigger towns. And I think this is funny. I, I like to bring it up and you probably have experienced this where like, even if it is a face you don't recognize, you're like in conversation and somebody's like, oh, who are you? And you're like, well, here's my name. They kind of have a blank stare. And then you're like, my grandparents are. And then the person goes, oh, I know them. And then they launch into like some memory that they have. And I'm like, yeah, that's just, yeah. That's how people relate in small communities. And I think it's just like, like when you're short on time, sometimes you're like, I don't have, <laughs> I don't have time to stand here. But a lot of times it's like such a gift. It really is. I would agree. Yeah. There's so many times where I have to use my maiden name. Oh, you're so-and-so's granddaughter. Or you're so-and-so's daughter. It's yeah. Names are important in small towns. <laughs> Slightly shifting gears. So in your like professional life, you are a teacher. So can you speak to some of the skills that you either learned in your higher education or like in your job experience? What are some of the skills that you had from those positions that make you well-equipped to then transition into this newer virtual role that you're going full-time in now? Yeah. So being a teacher, you definitely have to be organized. So I would say I'm almost on the one end of the spectrum where I am like extremely organized, which works well in my marriage because my husband is not. So, you know, yin and yang. Um, you definitely have to have time management. That is huge. So I feel like I have a good sense of that. Everything being virtual within the past year has really given me a new take, not only on teaching, but just tasks in general that can be completed you know, online or things that, ways that you can connect with people and still be online, I would say is a big one. And also the interpersonal relationships that people develop. Kids depend on you day in and day out. And so developing relationships, fostering those relationships, making sure they grow, you know, having trust in each other and with families and their parents, um, you know, it just, that's huge. And those are some skills that definitely need to be applied in the virtual assisting world as well and things that I feel like I'm really strong in. Some of my 
favorite people who operate their own small businesses and who are entrepreneurs have been teachers. And to all of the things that you talked about, teachers have time management. They are often working toward a bigger vision instead of getting caught up in like the minutia of the day to day. And teachers have like you talked to at the most recent, you're talking about like communication skills and using communication to build relationships. And all of those skills when you are in the business realm are so valuable. And so whether you're going to start your own business or you're just looking for a career change, I really think teachers are like, okay, I always get this confused, but I want to use this metaphor. What is the blood type that can be used in everybody else? Is that like, is it AB or is it O? Anyway, that's the metaphor I'm going for. So listener, just like, just bear with me. But there's like a blood type that can be donated to everybody because it's universal. And I know somebody's going to email me with that. But I feel like teachers are one of those professions that are almost universal where they can be trained to teach because you're trained to build relationships. You're trained to um, like adjust what you're doing for the person that you're sitting across the table from. You're trained in technology and then you learn on the job, even more technology stuff. But all of that is stuff that can translate to a bunch of different roles and industries. So I just really wanted to make sure we hit on that because I think teachers are awesome, A. And B, teachers are so educated and just like knowledgeable and wise to the ways of the world and wise to the ways of people that they are just like the superhuman universal blood type. (laughs) That's so dumb. I love that. Universal blood type. I love that. Uh, So anyway, just to go off of that. But yeah, some of my favorite people are former teachers. And I think that I try to say this every time that I can, that if you want to get something done, you get a teacher on your team because they know how to get shit done. (laughs) This is very true. (laughs) All right. So like moving from that teaching position into kind of working for yourself, going from a school setting into like working from home. Is there any advice that you would give to someone who is listening that is looking to make a career change? So is there any like just nuggets of wisdom that you can share that are like, here's what I did to wrestle with this decision, or here's what I did to prepare myself for making a major change? So the first thing I would say is definitely talk it out. I am somebody who has to talk to either my sister, my husband, my dad, somebody about it. So just talk it out with someone close to you because they know you, they know your values, they know your passions, and they can definitely offer some advice as well. My other thing is, is this thought, this like nagging, like I know I want to do something else never went away for me. So if that is something that you're seeing, definitely pursue that. There's obviously, it can be scary, but it can also be really, really exciting. And if you kind of just push past the scared, there's a lot on the other side. And then the other thing I would say is start networking, reach out. When I reached out to Molly, I wasn't anticipating, hey, I'm starting this service. I just knew she was someone who had networked with a lot of people. What direction can I go? That was my point in reaching out. And look what happened because of that. It took me a totally different avenue but it's something that I'm so excited about and something that I'm so excited to pursue and see how it can not only help small business owners, but also help my family as well. I love that. And I think that when 
you and I were just like in the early stages of this and you were just starting to like talk to different people that were potential clients. But I won't forget, like you said, I am so lit up by these women because there were women mostly at the time. You're like, I'm just so lit up by these women who have these visions and these passions and they're so optimistic and upbeat. And you're like, it just makes me feel lit up too. Just to what you said, like take that chance. It can be scary, but on the other side, it can be something so much more than you imagined. Yeah, that was definitely one thing that hit me the most was how not only like driven these women were that we talked to, but just how supportive they were already. And it was 10 minutes into our first discovery call. And teaching is amazing and you touch so many different students' lives, but it can also be really tiring and exhausting. And at times maybe you don't feel as supported. And I have yet to feel that way in taking this venture into virtual assisting. I know that the clients that I have, I can always reach out and talk to them and just, you know, even if it's just something about momming stuff. I know I had a client the other day that we spent at least 20 minutes just talking about mom stuff. And so just different ways to connect with people in different ways that they can support you and kind of take that relationship to a deeper level. Yeah, that's definitely lit me up and driven me so far in this virtual assisting route that I'm now taking. Yeah. And I think, like you said, just networking and talking to people and like we've touched on, like you're just a natural at that. And I think that having that ability to communicate and talk about those deeper things and like maybe getting real, like, okay, this is where we're at today, but this is where I'm going to go. And then it just is like, oh yeah. And you're like a person in their corner that can kind of cheer them on and help them get stuff done. And I think like we just in this area, and I guess some of the leads have been outside of our immediate area too, but like there's just a space where women in business, they do like really rally behind one another. And we've been lucky enough that the people that you've been able to work with, they are totally of that same mindset. Like we kind of, we're in community. We can all support one another and build each other up as we're building our own things. And it is just like, you just feel the vibe and it's like so fun to be part of. Yeah, it really is. It's so uplifting. And it's, again, such a change from what I was used to and is another added perk, something that I wasn't necessarily looking for, but now can't imagine doing this job without. And I do say all of this, like this is all like the warm fuzzies and the beauty of the whole thing. But like, that's not to say like, if you transition into this role of working for yourself or making a change, like there are struggles along the way too. Because we've had conversation before about like, how do we get more leads? Or like, we put together something and then we didn't think it through it like in the mindset of a client. And we're like, oh yeah, I could see where that's confusing. And so there are going to be challenges and hurdles along the way. But I do think to the point that Megan made, like, if you have this network of people that you feel confident and comfortable talking to and asking questions of, then you can say, you know what, I don't know if I thought about this, or you know what, I don't know if we have this put together in a way that's most beneficial. And then you have that relationship where you can go back and make changes. And I think you've done a really good job with clients too, of being upfront and saying, hey, you know, we're new to this. We're going to give it our best. But there might be times where we have to come back and be like, can you clarify that? Or we might need to make a change here. And I think having those open lines of communication just really make the difference when there are those times where it's not all sunshine and roses, where it's more like, ooh, okay, we got to get over this hurdle. 
Yeah, and I've also found the more that you say that and just be super upfront, people are so receptive to that. You're not, at least I haven't felt judged. I haven't felt put down. I mean, they're so open to that. We're all human and they know that and they make mistakes just like we do. So I think just having that network and the support behind you is huge. Okay, Megan, we are going to like come to the conclusion of the interview component of today. And then we're going to get into what I like to call the small talk round, which is just like fun, quirky questions, which if you guys have been listening and heard about my blood metaphor, like, you know, it's just quirky here, but, (laughs) but okay. So just like two more questions and then we'll launch into the small talk. So can you just one more time, tell us like what it is that you do and how you see yourself being of benefit to small town business owners, and then maybe how they can get in touch with you if they're interested. So what I'm focusing on, and again, this can be customizable to any client. So if something you're needing isn't on this list, doesn't mean this is a set in stone list of what I can do. But there are some clients who want social media support, light social media support, email management, Google Calendar management, um, any bookkeeping, any email organization, Google organization, um, any spreadsheet data, I mean, anything like that. Anything that you find yourself doing that doesn't really light you up necessarily or that you feel like is being done on the back end of your business, a VA can definitely come in and help support. The best way to get in contact with me is via email. So it's just Megan, M-E-G-A-N, at mollyknuthmedia.com. And like, just to give you guys a little flavor of what Megan's doing to help me out, like she said, there are definitely parts of the day or of like, actually my business kind of has like a monthly cycle. And so there are definitely parts of that that took me A, a lot of time to complete or B, that just like drained me and I kept kicking it down the road because I didn't want to do it. And so I have Megan coming in to help me be more efficient in those tasks. So for example, when I fill out all of my content calendars for all my clients, I could do that like with the snap of a finger, but I was like holding myself back because I have to then enter that into our team's like project management system. And so I said, Megan, you know what? I need you to help me with this. And so she knocked that out in an hour and where for me, I'd be like thinking about it for a day, then I'd actually work on it for a day. And then I'd finally like hand it out in another day. So like, that's just an example of like those things that are maybe just draining you or they kind of weigh on your shoulders. That's a good candidate for a task that you could offload to someone. So I just wanted to make sure that people knew that. Yeah, and I there's one client that, um, you know, offloading can be hard for small business owners. They want to take control of their business and they want to have say in everything, which obviously it's your business, you absolutely should. But by offloading certain tasks that don't light you up or drain you throughout your day, can free you up to do a lot of other things and potentially expand your business in other areas as well. I'm so glad you said that because I can't believe that we left that out of the earlier portion of the interview. Yes. So like it can be daunting and it does take time and handholding in that immediate like working together phase of like handing off tasks. But on the other side of that, kind of like you talked about, like making a big decision and working through it and getting to the other side. As a business owner, when you can take that and have somebody help you, it frees up your time to either get back to your family or have more creativity, creative flow, or like you can just focus instead of getting pulled in a million different directions. And that can have great benefits for your business as a whole. 
I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, so Megan can be contacted at megan at mollyknuthmedia.com. I'll make sure to link that in the show notes for anybody that wants to get in touch with her. But now we are entering the small talk phase. So Megan, these are just a series of random questions. I don't even have them written down. They're just in my head. But I just want you to like think on it and give me your immediate answer. These are all like nothing to do with work. So are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) All right. Question number one. What is number one on your summer bucket list? Summer bucket list. I would say traveling anywhere with my almost four-year-old son. His name is Briggs. Um, We were not able to go a lot of places last year, as I'm sure a lot of people weren't. So just going anywhere, taking him um, to any new experiences that he hasn't been through yet. It's so fun watching watching his wheels turn and his eyes light up when he's doing something new and the experiences that he's gained and the knowledge that he gains from it, I think is so much fun. So traveling anywhere for sure would be number one. I love that. Are you a reader or like a podcast listener? And based on that answer, what are you currently reading or listening to? So I used to be a reader, would read all the time. That's what my summer consisted of was just reading. And lately, I have become more of a podcaster. With having about a 35-minute drive um, one way, I had a lot of downtime in the car. So I would put in a podcast. I love The Skinny Confidential. I love that. There is a Money Talks that I've recently gotten into since kind of becoming a part of this VA world. And then I really like country singers. So Jana Kramer's Wind Down, I love just to listen to. All of those are like very different like podcast formats, but I love it because definitely I can relate to that. Like there are times when I'm like, okay, I need to put on a business podcast. And there are times when I'm spending so much time in the business where I'm like, I just need something to like be mindless and listen into. So I'm glad you touched on a little bit of all that. That's great. Megan, what is your go-to snack? If you're at home and working, what are you most likely to grab for a snack? So I am a part of Sweat Inspire Sisterhood. I love Sweat Inspire Sisterhood. And Erica, our coach, puts out a ton of amazing recipes. So I love essentially any of her protein balls. I always have protein balls on hand. My husband and my son grab those as well. Um, Along with protein bars, Quest protein bars, and then any kind of ice cream, really. We always keep ice cream on hand. That's very essential at our house. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? That's a tough one. I love chocolate chip mint. About a year ago, found Halo ice cream, and I love it. I have not gone back since. I don't know how I went this long without that kind of ice cream in my life. So, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and the Halo mint chip flavor tastes just like real ice cream, but at like half of the calories. Love it. Okay, we might have touched on this a little bit, but can you tell us what was your first job and what was like a skill that you learned in that first job? Yeah, so my first job was in high school. I worked at a daycare that was close to our house, a daycare center. And I would say I was still in the mindset of I'm going to be a teacher forever. So I knew I was going to UNI at that point. And I would say the biggest thing was parent communication, just how to communicate effectively um, you know, parents want to know how their day was, if there was any issues with their child that day. And so just how to communicate effectively, problem solving with the parents if needed. I would say those were my two biggest 
biggest takeaways. I love that. Okay, I'm trying to think of what question I want to end on because we've had four. I want to do one more. All right. If you could travel anywhere this summer, what would be your ideal destination? My ideal destination, and maybe it wouldn't be this summer. This would be just like throughout my lifetime. I am so envious of anybody who's ever been to Greece. I would love to just go and explore Mykonos, Santorini, Athens. I think all of that, there's so much culture there. And from pictures that I see of people going there, it just looks beautiful. So I think that's my like ultimate, I would love to make it to Greece someday. That's a great answer. All right. So Megan, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us this morning. I hope that listeners took away that you can make a big life change and that it's not always as scary as it might seem up front. I hope that listeners took away the fact that it's okay and necessary to get help if you're a small business owner and just like the perks of small town life. So I thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. And listener, if you're looking for virtual assistant services in your business, like Megan had kind of talked about, you can frame this however you need to. If you just need a couple hours of help, if you need like 10 hours each week, or if you just have a big project upcoming over the span of a couple months and need someone next to you, you can reach out to Megan. So you can contact her, Megan at mollyknuthmedia.com, and that will all be linked in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening in today. Thank you, Megan, for being here, and we'll be back next week with another episode of the Small Minded Podcast. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one. Take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well lived being small-minded.